the Polonius Poppy, July 11th. The tools of the latest literary generation are the same as the ones before them, with the notable exception of the CD-ROM. This handy device can help the writer crypt notes and is an important tool for plagiarists. Days of research can be done in minutes and the actual writing process can be fudged as well, leaving young writers with more time to blow their royalties than famous lushes like Balzac, Dostoevsky, or Hemingway ever did. To compare these disparate writers might seem inappropriate in any other but this context, and yet, to the writers of the new generation, nothing is too disparate. Indeed, to recognize the writers of such recent books as The Polonius Incident and The Poppy Field as key figures in a generational movement at all might require too great a leap of the imagination. And yet, it still cannot be denied simply by virtue of the fact that the previous generation peaked more than two decades ago and that it is also high time to find a successor and a new flavor of the century. In fact, it can be argued that the Polonius Incident and the Poppy Field owe more of their character and style to modern music than to modern literature. The beats, the recycled sounds, and the samples from modern music cannot help but come to mind when these two books are read, especially if they are read simultaneously. Both books act as counters to the recent trends of patronizing the matrons of society, where instead of paying homage to the disappeared mothers, they pay respect to the disappeared fathers of society. The Polonius Incident and the Poppy Field both have father figures. In the Polonius Incident, it is the fool and his words. In the Poppy Field, the opium poppy as source of the world is the heart of the matter. Have words ever rung truer? I cannot begin to imagine what life would have been like without my absent father. I found a new father in the words of the newspapers. They became my advice support line, and more than once I dialed the toll-free numbers. Society provides the backbone for people floating free, and my mother and I floated free. Fathers are everywhere. I had ten fathers even if I didn't have a true father. My mother was my life. I was tied to her once and I was never tied to my father for even an instant. My new father was the father of the daily sitcom and after he had taught me all that there was to know, my father sharpened into the point of a silver needle. There he was in the drugs that I needed, the vitamins that kept me walking down the street looking for beautiful Ringwaldian women to father my own offspring, luscious Zafkodian women to sire the girt of my loins. I have become the person I hate most because
because of the direction I don't have in my life. These same words are written in both books, The Polonius Incident and The Poppy Field, for the authors are the same person. Each book can be seen as a microcosm of its society. It can be seen as a collection of slices of life, slashes of life, if you will, or perhaps even as a mere preposterous concoction built haphazardly from a loosely assembled collection of thumbnail sketches that have no more to teach us about life than a TV commercial. It can be all of these things, each time on a different level, and can work as a snapshot of society that is very real and can walk down any street. The stranger who has become a friend. The friend who becomes a stranger. That is Polonius, and it is the poppy. It is the Polonius But now, what of incidents and fields? They are naturally one and the same. Another passage from the same book illustrates the point even further. Note the alliteration and rhyme at the end of the first sentence, and every third after that, as well as the redundant imagery of the second sentence and the fourth sentence after that. The symmetry is almost Chinese in appearance. It is the apex of total nonsense, the acme of absurdity. Another evening in the club and another alien on drugs. I absorb everything that society throws at me. My friends and acquaintances would do well to do the same, but I care not for any of them. The world needs me. I don't need it. If I were to slip off this sphere, I would probably become an astronaut and watch those fools in their tin cans fly by. A chapter later, the same character has achieved temporary enlightenment. This red dot in the middle of my forehead is moving around my head. I feel like I am floating in a poppy field in heaven, and the best thing is that I am actually doing it naturally. This is the great heaven that Jesus and the Buddha teach us about. What will this do for my soul? I see the sky above me, and for the first time ever, I really understand the space between things. It is only temporal. With another chapter, the author brings us closer and closer to the final catharsis, but pulls back at the most critical moment. For what is destruction without creation? We all know about destruction, but birth is something that we forget about once it has happened. Our minds are really just too weak for it. For it. For it.